Hey everybody, Marcos here. Gabriel Santos. And welcome back to Push Your Evolution. Push Your Evolution podcast, baby. That's it, right? God dang it. We're only four episodes in, so, you know, forgive us, yes. forgive us. But you know what we mean if you've been here before. Um, we do the same thing every time we're here. We help yes, push sir. your evolution forward. Yes, sir. Good to be back. If you are new with us, I'm glad to have you here. Uh, and if you clicked on this, it's because of the title, which has to do with... We are on episode four today. Making the change easy. Dealing with ego death. There we go. 100%. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Here with Push Your Evolution podcast, of course, we're always here to help you understand how to let that evolution flow and how to make things easier as you move forward in embracing all the different kinds of changes that happen in your life. Today, Gabe and I really, really, really want to help break down and help you understand the process of having your identity transition. We call it ego death. We call it losing yourself. Mm. We also call it finding yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and as Marcus and I were discussing how we wanted to do this podcast, you know, my personal intention, um, is to support those who are going through some tremendous changes and particularly the types of changes that how can i put this let me just give you some examples you know if you if you're going through a divorce or a breakup um if you're transitioning jobs uh basically the types of change that are like pillars in your life losing a loved one um, or like big transitions of age, like 18 to 21 or teenage, teenager to young adult, um, kind of, but, but right. Or said, being single to yes. being in a committed relationship of any sort or, or yes. going from something steady to creating a family. There's so yes. many different ways that your life can change in such a massive way. And sometimes right. that could be really challenging. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so if you're experiencing this feeling of like, almost like lost, not really knowing who you are, uh, Marcos, you know, describes it as like being in limbo. Cause I, and then for me, I know recently I was like looking myself in the mirror and I was like, I like, didn't feel like I knew who I was. Um, in the best so way possible. Right. And so if you can relate, the whole idea with this podcast is to, let you know that everything you're going through is normal and for you to recognize that this is all just part of the process. Um, and then ideally just, and along with, you know, kind of the, the diving into it, understanding it, giving you some, some tools or perspective or strategies that can, that have empowered Marcos and I, as well as people that we help um, so that it can also empower you. Yeah. And you're going to see, you know, it's really important for us to help Build the language to understanding more of the different parts of your experience that you process that, again, might be really challenging. You might not really understand it. It might be foreign to you. And ego death or having your identity transitioned into something else can be one of those things that 
really throws a monkey wrench into the whole thing. It could be, it can, it could uplift your entire perception of, of what reality is, how it's going, how you want it to go, the whole shebang. Right. And so as we get into the podcast, we're, we're going to get into the specific topics, uh, but before we do, um, we're, we're creating this section called what's new with you. And basically it's just me and me and Marco's just work. It's almost like a conversation between him and I, but we just want to, you know, share with you, share with each other, anything that's going on with us, um, personally, um, just to start off. And then we'll dive straight into it in a, in a, in a very, in a matter of minutes. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, huh, you know, uh, uh, and kind of relating with the topic. Oh, actually, let me let me take a step back. So, uh, where this topic kind of first came about was uh, one of my cousins recently passed away, and um, you know, someone passing away is you know one of the epitomes of big change. Definitely, and uh, um, you know, it's it's it's. Um, it has caused me to take a look at certain aspects of my life, um, and myself, um, and, you know, cause just to be a little more, more transparent, like, you know, we were, uh, you know, all sharing tributes about my cousin and they were all beautiful things. And it, it really had me wonder like, dang, like if I pass away, what would some of my family members say? And it kind of dawned on me that I don't know if some of them really know me. And so that caused me to really take a look at, you know, how I decide to show up and maybe one more thing and I'll hand it over to Marcos. Um, something I I've been dealing with personally for a little while now is being more vulnerable, but, but in order to be more vulnerable, I need to or rather what caused me to not be as vulnerable is this fear of being judged, uh, a fear of, of not being supported and like lack of trust. And kind of what my strategy is to remedy that right now is uh, to really, first of all, to just have courage and to realize that the stability that I'm looking for through other people's reactions, uh, it's a shaky place to stand. Um, and instead I'm, I'm working on creating stability through like the courage of sharing, um, you know, and, and, but aside from that, I am actually happy to share that, uh, you know, things are going well. I recently went through a little bit of a, of a change cycle myself and, uh, you know, turning a new leaf and, and, and yeah, so, you know, it feels good. feels good. Um. What about you, dude? Thanks for sharing, Gabe. You know, I, I really love the level of awareness that you have over basically the totality of your life, man. You really have reached that level of, of, of permanent three-dimensional, 3D, third-person perspective of understanding the process of your character and, and how that character interacts with its life. Ha. I appreciate that, man. Totally. And yeah. in the same vein of having this third person perspective which is you know what we're trying to help you understand overall you tuning in right now is that 
all of the th- topics that we can have here are are designed to help you be th- thrust your your conscious level into the third person perspective. You want to begin to really see you as a character playing out on a stage in a movie in a video game, whatever story artistic story you resonate with the most. And you know, in my personal current story that i'm playing out i'm seeing a uh i'm seeing a lot of different relationships and and all different types of intimacy shift in my life and change and and some of those relationships of course if you tuned into our last episode can really have a huge impact on you depending on the level of connection and intimacy that you share with this specific connection right it's about the compassion and the vulnerability and i've had a number recently of very deep, intimate, compassionate relationships shift in a dramatic way. And, and when that happens, it can be really challenging to kind of keep up the perception of how things should be, how things are, and, and your identity with the story that's happening can shift in a number of different ways, mm-hmm. in many different ways. And sometimes you can slip into states where, you know, Typically, people like to call it depression, but it's yeah. not always smart to look at it as depression because depression is a real thing, of course. But right. depression is really a landslide of pessimistic thoughts and patterns of behavior that uh, have be- sets of beliefs that are landsliding you into catabolic energy, into pessimistic perceptions. But mm-hmm. you can be in a state from ego death, having your identity transition because reality around you is transitioning. And it could feel like what I call limbo. And then I've had a little moment in the past month of my life where that limbo did pop up and it was a very intense version of it. And I really had to go back to the drawing board and really process and understand this specific level of my psyche. And what we're going to talk about today is going to be very psychological very philosophical, yeah. but very grounded in the reality that you have control over this change, this specific change. We're just going to mostly call it ego death for the next remaining time that you're with us today. Right. Um, one thing I just want to say up front is, you know, the, the, the part for me, I'll just go ahead and say for me, what I've had to learn over some trial and error is that when you're, when I'm going through change, it's easy to think that something's wrong and that it needs to be fixed right away. And so it's I guess easy to think that. Right. And so I, I guess if one, one thing I want people to take away from this is that if they're going through a time where they are in limbo, they are confused, they don't, their, their, their motivations are changing. That's expected. And, um, uh, we're, we're kind of segueing into the topics already, but that's expected. And so you don't need to freak out, you know, so it, it, and, and instead of trying to hold on or, or grasp for straws, embrace um, the change, embrace the change and, and, and like be okay with not knowing, which can be a little maddening. Uh, especially if you're like an A-type personality or if you're like me, like, you know, you're attached to always feeling great. Um, you know, what we wrote down here is uh, 
the cycle, you know, life moves in cycles, beginning, middle, end, you know, birth, life, death. And so, um, yeah, we very literally are birthed into this reality and eventually we will die. I mean, <laughs> right. But, but metaphorically speaking, that is what the change process looks like both in our lives physically, but also in our lives in chapters, right? Like, you know, exactly. if you're, if you're, an, if you're a high school student, there's a beginning, middle of an end, right. Then you move on when you're a teenager, there's a beginning, middle of an end. Um, you know, so, so hopefully today's podcast brings you a, a new sense of awareness that empowers you to move through change with more ease. And understand um, that ego death is normal, 100%. Yeah. And honestly, you're going to see more now than ever before necessary. Let's really dive deep into what ego death is. Gabe, how would you describe what ego death looks like? Yeah. Yeah. So ego in the way that I define it is more like identity and identity are just, you know, traits, uh, characteristics, ways of thinking, ways of being, um, ways of being and death, meaning the end of those things. And so when you put that together, ego death, it's the end of a certain way of approaching your life, a certain way of seeing yourself, a certain way of, of relating to your life in the world. Um, and so ego death is just the end of that, really, it's just the end of that. And with that can sometimes be a, in the process of an ego death can be hmm, almost like the, the end of a version of you. Almost 100%. And real quick, one more little metaphor, tiny, quick metaphor, kind of like how a worm and the butterfly are still the same insect, like it comes from the same entity, but they're different forms of that same entity. I love it, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about you? Is there, is there, what, is there an additional take or, or what is your understanding of ego death? You know, Gabe, I agree with you greatly. I mean, really, ego death to me is the transition of your identity. Exactly. Yeah. Your identity, again, is the, well, I've said it before. It's the you that you think of when you think of you. It's that specific, specific mental image of the mm -hmm. perception, mm -hmm. the ideas, the beliefs, your belief of the idea of you right. as a whole. And right. Right. As you're going through life, the idea of who you are will shift when you didn't decide to shift it. And that process can basically look, be looked at in two different ways. Right. Super simple, optimistically, pessimistically. Eco death is the lifelong continuous process of the goods and the bads of when your identity of yourself changes. Mm. When we specifically use the language ego death, we're really referring to that specific 
those specific moments when it feels like you're dying, literally. Oh boy. Oh boy. Can you, can you, (laughs) can you, can you, can you elaborate for the audience, please? Yeah. As we're stepping into the pessimistic version of the transition of your identity, it could really feel like you're losing yourself. Literally. Sure. Yeah. And losing yourself can feel like on a survival level, death. A couple years ago, several years ago in 2018, um, I was so determined to get in shape. And uh, along with so many of these other big changes that I wanted. And one of the changes was uh, part of getting in shape was going on the uh, go, cl- hiking these tall mountains. We're talking some of the tallest mountains on earth, one of them being Mount Whitney. And um, first of all, I remember when I was told or, or, or extended the opportunity to go on these mountains, I was a hard no, heavy resistance. Because at the time, my identity was so um, keen on comfort that going up these mountains presented a lot of uncertainty and it was quite literally beyond who I knew myself to be. And so the idea of going up these mountains started to create pressure on my current identity, which was someone who highly favored comfort and certainty over uncertainty and risk. And so, you know, right there I was being, I was felt the pressure. And then when I finally decided to say yes to going on this mountain, to going on this big hike, I kid you not, Marcos, for a week, I think I laid in my bed straight up in survival mode. Jeez. Seriously, seriously. And, And in hindsight, what was happening was my current ego, my current identity of the time who 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 needs comfort and security had just said yes to an opportunity that there was no comfort or security in. And so going through that survival mode for a week, it was, it was hellish at the time. I knew a little bit of what, you know, going through that process was like, but at the time it was bad. Um, but in a way I feel like, you know, it's just funny, man. That, and that's what happens when you face fears as you, you slowly, but surely crush, uh, some of, some of the parts of your identity that just simply no longer serve you. And that's kind of, one of the, the aspects of, of change and ego death in general is it's like, it's typically, you know, something doesn't serve you. Your life has changed and a part of you no longer serves you. It's either stay the same, change or die, you know. Um, but long story short, kind of fast forwarding. Um, nowadays, like, you know, if that same hike, if that same opportunity to go on that hike presented itself, um, I now identify as someone who likes that, can handle that, is stronger. Um, and, and quite literally who I am today and how I identify is not like I did back then. Um, but it took a lot of this almost like killing my old self in order to make room for that stronger changed version of me. Exactly. In this specific instance, Gabe, right? That transition of identity you were having was a very physical thing. Right. Right. Exactly. What did it feel like? Uh, a lot of anxiety, 
uh, a lot of like, you know, and, and so survival mode, um, what survival mode typically looks like for me is being in my room, tucked away, not communicating with anybody, um, and just seeking uh, pleasure and other outlets of coping to just like get through my day because I don't know how to handle myself. I don't know how to handle myself emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, and so if anything, something I want to point out to the audience is how when you go through a big change, especially on the cusp of that big change, um, don't be surprised if, you know, you get waves of anxiety or if you're, if you're aware of what your survival mechanisms look like, don't be surprised if those start to come up, your survival. Um, and what you can do moving forward is when you do uh, face change in your life, you can expect your survival to be triggered. That way, when your survival does get triggered, you're not caught off guard. You're not caught up in some type of story called, oh, no, what's going on? What is this? Um, you know, through through experience and, and through experience, you'll come to realize that it's like, oh, okay, change is coming. Exactly. Oh, here's my survival. And you can reduce resistance and just... Exactly. You, know, you can just reduce resistance. Right? When you're yeah. in those moments, when it, when it feels like you're just straight up losing yourself and you're resisting to, to right. embracing this specific change that you know intuitively, right, needs to happen, that process is for you to help you understand more of how you should move forward. All of these experiences are specifically for you and understanding more of your biochemical feedback system, right? When it feels like you're in the process of losing yourself, that specific perception is being created and you're feeling it on a very physical level. This is another moment to help you understand that your biochemical feedback system is a tool used to help better understand more of what works and what doesn't, what you want, what you don't want. It's a tool to help understand more of your conscious evolution. What you focus on, you will feel. When you're in the transition of your identity and it feels like ego death, you are resisting, but you're being negative about it. I love that. Real quick, Marcos, can you quickly explain what biochemical feedback system is? I think it's pretty intuitive, but just so we're clear. Your body is a very complex layering of networks on different levels. You have different nervous systems. You have different divisions and groups and workings from the cellular level to the organ level to, mm. to your full biological self, to even extending past you to a societal level and, and beyond mm. your body is a complex set of networks that are evolving to help that are used to help you evolve your level of consciousness. It's the biochemical feedback system is the system that allows, if you tap into it, allows you to kind of understand yourself and where you're at. Our biochemical feedback system is basically our body. It's the advanced biological machine to, yes. to help right. understand the basic right. understanding of what works and what doesn't, Right. what promotes and what destroys based on a level of okay. duality. I think maybe a relatable example, it's kind of like, okay, um, if, you see a, if you see a piece of trash on the floor, your, bio, 
and we, this might be over complicating it, but your biochemical feedback system will get, will send you this message either in form of an emotion or a thought that, that, that either influences you to pick up the trash based on your set of principles, beliefs, morals, whatever character, or it'll tell you to not. Um, and it's all in context based on, you know, the circumstance where you're at in your day, what's going on with your life, blah, blah, blah. Is that kind of what you're saying? Our biochemical feedback system is basically just our advanced biological machine that helps us interact with the environment on a qualitative and quantitative level. And this happens on a very primitive level to the fully complex philosophical level that we can reach. Yeah. On a very basic survival level, we program ourselves to avoid pain and seek pleasure. Mm. But that can get mixed up going the other way where we seek pain and avoid pleasure. And this very simple neural pathway that we build can can spawn into infinitely complex levels of, of, of interweaving thoughts and assumptions and belief patterns that we create. That is the beauty of, the, of our humanity and our level of consciousness and understanding how we evolve as we go through life. There's going to be major change that happens in the transition of identity, which is basically the complex assumptions of what you are, of what you think you are, are going to shift whether you want it to happen or not. If you can begin to seek the pleasure of understanding that this change is inevitable, it will begin to be much easier for you to specifically move through change and accepting the shifting identities that you have. Ego death will be something that you want. You know, change can be can be scary, especially when you create certainty and safety in the current state of your life. You know, for me, still, change can be scary, specifically because certainty can be created every time a new new identity is formed. Um, but I will say for the audience that one of the big shifts that I went through required a lot of courage and was very scary. That that being going from you know, quitting my, my stable job working at middle schools, uh, helping children to uh, working for, for myself, you know, being a life coach, things like that. Um, and, you know, there was so much, so much was brought up and triggered when I made that shift because the reason why I wouldn't go after life coaching in the first place, not to mention there's just a pure financial uh, fa- factors in it, but also, you know, uh, it's ironic because life coaching is what's true and authentic for me. Whereas working at my stable, secure job was more about being safe and, and um, shielded from judgment, right? Because, you know, uh, that job was good. It's, it's relatable. It's understandable. I get good pay people, you know, uh, I, I, I quote unquote look good having that kind of job. Um, you know, but it just, it just wasn't for me. I guess what I'm saying is I'm still, I'm still in work in progress and I'm, and I'm not always necessarily looking forward to change. 
Yeah. But anyway, so I think we've talked a little bit of what losing yourself is like and the circumstances that, you know, lead someone to feel like they're lost or losing themselves. Um, I think it now's a good time to transition into what finding yourself looks like and uh, in general, and then maybe some anecdotal examples or, or more maybe theory um, from Marcos and I. In my experience, you know, uh, finding yourself can, for me, often looks like a period of not really knowing and almost feeling like a little bit, not a shell of myself, but like, like that limbo feeling like you talked about in the beginning, Marcos, where it's like, it's like, I don't really know who I am, um, which can be alarming, which can be frustrating. And for me, one of the frustrating aspects is like, you know, it doesn't necessarily feel good. And I don't like not knowing and I don't like having my sense of certainty and my sense of self kind of intact. But ironically, what has worked for me in finding myself is a accepting that part of finding myself is not knowing who I am yet. And the specific perspective that empowers me the most and helps me the most is being open to discovering what, what my new identity and what my new self looks like, wants, feels like is motivated by. Exactly. Um, So as you can see with this specific switch, what Gabe is really doing here is telling you that, Losing yourself doesn't always have to feel like losing yourself. It can be seen as finding yourself. The process of shifting that identity is really about the perception of what it can create for you. Because if it's closed-ended and you're losing yourself and you feel like you're going to die, the open-ended part of that is understanding that like, the death is the birth of the cycle as it continues right. forward. Right. So what, what I hear you saying, Marcos, is that a, 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 a belief system that people can take on is instead of it being the beginning. Yes. Instead of instead of being like, oh, God, I'm lost. How do I find myself? What's going on? Something's wrong. Why don't I it connect could, with the things that I used to connect with? Or why doesn't this really light me up the way that it should? Right. Instead, when you start to notice that feeling of quote unquote feeling lost, what you can tell yourself is losing myself is the beginning of finding myself. That is the pathway to finding yourself. That first, that's that first feeling. Oh my God, I feel lost. Oh good. That means I must be on the way to something new. Exactly. Yeah. Build the character for yourself that embraces the change by perceiving the transition of your identity as the beginning, as the continuation of the next iteration. Yes. When you're yes. stuck in seeing yourself as, not being able to move past the specific point or not being able to, to accomplish the said reality or not being able to transition into what the change is, regardless of what it is, shift the perception. The yeah. guide inside, the inner intuitive spiritual vibrational being that you are is helping you along the path the entire time. All of these experiences are used through your bio biochemical feedback system to teach you what you need to learn. 
Your body is your best teacher. It's helping you distinguish between effectiveness versus ineffectiveness. Again, I don't know if I already said it, but for, for the audience, you know, something strategically speaking, let's say you feel lost and you so badly want to find yourself, right? Consider it's not, consider there's, there is a degree of you don't really have full control of this process, meaning you can't just say, put on the paper, find myself today and you're found. I mean, you could be open to that, but there is a little bit of being okay, not having been found yet. And ironically, it's that exact space that allows you to then be open to what like the new version of, of yourself looks like the answers you're looking for. And so I guess what I'm saying in here is, is part of finding yourself while you're lost is being okay with the fact that you don't know and being open to being shown or being open to the answers that you're looking for. But it's much less like a, exactly. an, aggress an aggressive attack and more of like a accept ac hmm. exactly what you're doing here is you're releasing any kind of specific judgment that might be creating the catabolic perception of this experience being something that's bad that sucks that's scary that's painful and trans translating that into the complete opposite side of the coin yeah seeing all of that darkness as the path to the light. Yeah. Yeah. And something you can ask yourself, maybe if you're in the middle of finding yourself, just a question of like, you know, what, what, what truly, first of all, first, first step is put aside what you think you should, what you should blank like put aside what you normally would do or what you think you would do or what you should do and be open to what naturally comes up for you when you ask yourself the question what is calling to me and, and what that looks like is the answer not coming from your head but more so like in your body like like your heart your soul your gut um and, and if it doesn't come up right be, being okay with that Right. Releasing the idea, the assumption that you think you should know yeah. what is happening or mm -hmm. even that you should be in control. Yeah. Letting go of control. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is again for the audience. So um, Marcus and I, as we've said before, we're life coaches and uh, it's a, it's a biweekly process of ours to uh, coach each other. Um, and we've been doing this for, I think, over a year and a half now. But I would say for maybe a year, at least half a year, something I kept bringing up to Marcos as his client was, you know, I, I, I really want a, I, a new motivation for why I take action and accomplish goals. And to be a little more precise, you know, being healthy and being in shape. And for the longest time, I was so attached to this 12% body fat, 12% body fat, but he and I were, were in our session what, you know, it was clear that a lot of what drove me before was a lot of insecurity and inferiority, as well as like needing to feel in control by being superior. 
And a lot of what fueled my agenda to be in shape was this insecurity and like control complex. And for, for session after session now, I've been like almost like whining to Marcos. Like I, I'm trying to figure out this alternative, this alternative basically identity around, uh, uh, you know, approaching goals and success. One that isn't driven by insecurity and, 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 you know, avoid in my soul. And, and only recently, literally in the last week or two, has the answer shown up for me? And what that looks like for me, my health is, you know, I, I don't, obviously, uh, you know, a, a positive benefit to, to being healthy is I can be an inspirational example to others, but even more fundamental than that, really me seeing and connecting the dots, like in my core, that health is a worthy use of my time and my energy, simply for the point of like, when I'm taking care of my health, I'm the version of me that can show up as powerful and, and ready for, for service as I could. Um, and so I don't know if you can feel it, Marcos, or the audience, but like, you know, that, that my desire to be healthy, it's coming from this place of like actual do goodness to myself, to others. And there was a little bit of that in my prior intentions to be in shape, you know, in years past, but it was mostly driven by this, you know, identity of like, I'm not good enough. So in order to be good enough and lovable by the world, I need to be in shape. Exactly. Um, and that transition so. of identity can happen over a long period of time. There's no right. need to ever really put a time limit on sure, yeah. on what, uh, on that trend, on that, and on any specific transition. Yeah. Because identity will shift if you allow it to happen. Yeah. Uh, that's why that, you know, and, and you may have heard like the, the, the five steps of, of grief. I think there's, you know, we can argue that it's the five steps of change, but one of those steps being acceptance, um, accepting that things are different, accepting that, um, you know, how you would operate before is not how you would operate now. And acceptance is key because acceptance is the antidote to resistance, if you will. And resistance is another word for holding on, right? Wanting things to be the same, uh, being rigid in, in who you are and your approach to your life. Um, whereas acceptance is this willingness to let go and, and accept like, oh, that's done. You know, that's complete. Um, and mind you, what letting go can look like, and it's funny because it is kind of paralleled with the five stages of grief. It can look like confusion. It can look like anger. It can look like numbness. It can look like nothing. Um, and then kind of as you're leading towards your actual, you, you know, uh, uh, um, light bulb moment, it can start to look like almost like this sense of closure and kind of like the optimistically. The, Yes. And, and like, almost like you're, you're not necessarily happy with the change, but you're at a place now where you see the change as something that you're actually okay with now. Like, oh, it's done. And it's funny because in that closure, there's this energetic vibe of like, because that's closed now, you can be open to what's, what now is. And when you're open to what now is, it's funny how all of a sudden 
the answers and insights and revelations that you're looking for almost like can hit you in an instant because you're finally there with it. You're not there in the past. Exactly. You're you're with what's there now. This is going to sound crazy, but when you let go of resisting to change, what you want actually happens. What you authentically want. (laughs) The universe is always working with you, not against you. Right. Right. And so on that same note, not only do you accept that things have that, 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 you know, the old you is gone, but you also accept that the new you is here. Right. Cause for example, maybe a little more relatable, let's say you, exactly. you transition, let's say you transition jobs, right. It's like, Oh my God, you know, in my old job, we did the coffee this way. And, and the, and the, you know, the routine was this way, the uniform was this way, you know, you liked it. And so in order to embrace your new job with new, new uniform, new, uh, new everything, you need to accept that your new job is not like your old job and your new job is how your new job is. And the more you can just like be done with your old job and accept that all that's gone and familiarize yourself with the new job, that's when you start to know not only your job differently, but yourself differently. And it, and if anything, maybe something else to bring up in this that I didn't even think of uh, beforehand was part of finding yourself in this new space as you change is, first of all, you don't know. And so you need to become familiar with that. And you become familiar with that by being with it and learning and time and experience and trial and error. And Exactly. Um, Are you starting right. to really see it? Listener, you tuning in right now? Yeah, man, losing, I'm starting to see it. <laughs> losing yourself <laughs> right. feels like losing yourself as a necessary component to understanding that you're really finding yourself. Do you right. see the perceptual switch? Right. They're both the same sides of the coin. Happiness, positively viewing what is happening as for you, as opposed to negatively seeing as what's happening as against you. They're both necessary. Because you would have never known the other without the other. Mm. Mm. This yeah, is duality of our nature. Mm. Just as our biochemical feedback system works and for us understanding, hey, this is for me and this is, a, this is not for me. This promotes me. This destroys me. This is good. This is bad. This is right. This is wrong. It's built in to the nature of duality itself. You got to remember, listener, that your life is going to be, your entire life is going to be a series of changes that you do expect and changes that you don't expect. And whether you do or don't expect the change, your identity of who you believe you are and what you're capable of and what you should or shouldn't do, everything about the the ideas of the assumptions of who you believe you are will shift, whether you want it to or not. And when it does change that perception of ego death when it feels like you're losing yourself to the perception of you're finding yourself mm. because mm. the darkness and in, in the 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 catabolic pessimistic perceptions and beliefs that you hold will stifle your evolution and here mm. we're about letting the evolution flow embracing <laughs> change Right. You're going to die one day and it's only really going to happen 
in reality once. And in all those other moments when it feels like you're, you're dying, you're not really dying. You're resisting the change of your identity. There's no need to do that. Right. Really. Because finding yourself is a positive thing. When it feels like you're losing yourself, you're just reintroducing yourself to finding yourself in a series of, of cycles of different levels throughout all the different areas of your life. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, hopefully every something of what Marcos and I have shared today, you know, empowers you and brings you some clarity um, and if anything, what I want to leave the audience members with is, you know, remember that you're human. And so just because you've listened to this podcast or other, you know, uh, resources for your development, just because you, you've heard information doesn't mean you're all of a sudden going to go through every change seamlessly. And so if you find yourself ever lost, disgruntled, not knowing and you're resisting and you're having trouble, just remember that you're human and, and that that's okay. And that now that you do have a new sense of awareness and clarity with this information in today's podcast, um, I can, I can see people, you know, first of all, approaching the next time they go through change with a little, with a little more, uh, um, you know, ease and, 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 and uh, uh, effectiveness. And then however that goes, however that next change goes for you, um, learn from it. And then as you learn from that one, the next time you go through change, you know, you might, maybe you'll make the same mistakes or you'll, you, again, but my point is, is you'll, you'll master this process um, and hopefully be able to, uh, go through, go through change with more ease and then help other people, help other people, um, that are going through change as well. And, uh, you know, it's just part of it. We all deserve support. It was nice to review some of the times I've gone through change and it was cool to reflect on some of the most recent changes I've gone through. Um, you tuning in right now, Once again, the change in life can be easier or harder depending on what you decide. Are you really beginning to see the level of power you have over your life and the perception of what's happening? Mm. If you've gone through all of our episodes thus far, I hope that you're walking away and really putting everything into perspective really seeing your life from a third person and choosing to be the character that you desire choosing to interact and engage with your with your reality in the most creative way that empowers you that's what's most important is to not get trapped in the pessimistic beliefs and mindsets that you might create for yourself you truly are the master of your reality And staying in control of your identity throughout your life will benefit you beyond anything that you could ever think. You are the master 
of your reality. We love you. Um, I have three resources to leave the audience with and then we'll and then we'll officially close. Three books, all right? The first book is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle or Tolle. Um, again, that's The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Uh, this book it will help you um, in your journey, especially with some of the things that Mark and I, Marcos and I are talking about, the ego, duality, in terms of your self-awareness and overall mastery of yourself, your emotions, your thoughts, your inner world, that book has been critical for me. And so that's the first one. The second one and the, and the third one are two books by uh, uh, Dr. David R. Hawkins, who I like to refer to as the, the father of the study of consciousness. Uh, the first book I'll give you is Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender. And the second book is called Transcending the Levels of Consciousness, The Stairway to Enlightenment. Um, if I had to pick any of those three books for you to start with, it's tough. Um, hmm. If anything, I will let whatever resonates with you be the book that you choose. Because um, all three are damn good in my opinion. Um, but yeah, uh, like Marco said, we love you. We hope that this podcast has served you well. If you haven't already discovered Spirit Science on YouTube, go after this podcast, go and look them up and look up the Sacred Geometry movie. It will begin to help you contextualize more of, of how we speak about consciousness in the third perspective. Trust me. It'll change you. Hell yeah. Thank you for tuning in with us. We love you very much. Keep on accepting the gifts on your path of change. Peace out, everyone. Peace. Love y'all. See you next time. <laughs>